he hadn't met my mom. He met her on FaceTime oh. during this crisis. Yeah. Well, that's also uh, that's also a funny yeah. scenario of like you figure it out while you're on the FaceTime in your head and you're just like, Uh-oh. oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? It was my socks. Okay. See ya. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Bye. <laughs> Hello and welcome to another episode of Finding Mr. Height, the podcast. I'm Allie, back with my co-host Erica, who is still in Vegas, and I am getting total nostalgia seeing what used to be our hotel room behind you. <laughs> yeah, it's still in Vegas. Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's been a little bit like ground Groundhog's Day at this point. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> but uh, I've been having fun. It's been great. I've been able to meet... Um, there's been a bunch of different comics in town because there's so many different clubs and mm-hmm. or different comics will like headline these theaters around town. So it's been really fun and it's been really nice i've actually met a handful of la comics oh great so it was like a nice like okay yeah when that when that move to la happens i got a few more people i've met and familiar with have hung out with so it's it's like again giving me that vibe of like yeah come to la you gotta come to la look how warm it is in february you're like all right (laughs) all right you know (laughs) but yeah i've been having a good time I love it. I had a great time while we were there, although my body has since totally shut down. Yeah, that tends to happen. Yeah. Yeah. I Because we did Vegas for three days. Then I flew back Wednesday night because I had to be in the office all day Thursday, Friday. And by, by the time I got to Friday, I slept for 12 hours on Friday night and 11 hours last night. Damn. My body was like, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Everything stops now. Yeah. We're done. Need a yeah. time out. Yeah. Um, like I, I woke up today like a zombie waking up from a deep slumber. I, mm. I don't think that's even the right, like Sleeping Beauty or something who's been asleep for years. Feels good though. That's the best. It does, but I'm still groggy. I think I need like tonight to do like a normal amount. Yeah. Um, and tonight is the Super Bowl. We are recording this on Super Bowl Sunday. I'm a big football fan. Usually I love to go somewhere and watch the Super Bowl. I like to cook for it. Last few years I've made buffalo chicken meatballs. However, I am just not up to it this year, today. Sometimes that's the best, though. It's like making your own personal chicken wing dip. (laughs) Yes. Just sitting on your couch being like, you know what? I'm just going to enjoy the piece. I'll flip between the game if I want to. Just make sure I catch that halftime show. Oh, God. Got to watch Rihanna. Oh, I am so pumped. Can I ask you? Yeah. What what do you think her first song will be, her opening song? That's a bet you could make out here. I, first of all, I love the prop bets for the Super Bowl. It's my favorite yeah. thing to bet on. Like, I love betting, like, how long is the Star Spangled Banner going to be? Like, what what will Rihanna's first song be? Or, like, who will score the first touchdown? Like, which human? Which, like, yeah. man will score mm-hmm. the first touchdown? Um, oh, shit. I don't even know. Why can't I think of even one Rihanna song? The pressure's on. I'm kind of hoping she comes out hard with a fast song, which I think she will. And I think – I didn't make this bet yet, but if I can bet on it. I, I'm uh-huh. think I'm going to bet S&M. Because the opening is just that, na, 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 come out. Like, <laughs> I was going to say, I hope it's a little bit of a throwback, which that would be. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, that's, that, that's my only hope. I hope that there is a very healthy mix of throwbacks in there and that she opens with something like that. Oh, there always is. I saw some interview clip and she was talking about, like, the part that's hard is it's, you know, 17 years she's been in the business making music and you have to condense it to 13 minutes. Yep. So it's like it's gonna be a beautiful, wonderful highlight reel. I'm I'm so excited. I'm really pumped. Um, so yeah, definitely gonna watch that. Need to like keep my eye on when that's happening because I probably won't watch the whole game. 
Um, and yeah, I'm just been I've been having a reset weekend. I did almost nothing yesterday. Today I've been doing a lot of chores. The people on TikTok Live really help me out when I need to do chores because <laughs> they like people like to do the chores while I'm live. Oh, there you go. So it's nice. Like I, I, I went live and did the dishes, and people did dishes with me. <laughs> Solidarity, you know. Yeah, a little cleaning community. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't hate it. I um, I unfortunately don't really have any dating updates this week. I've been in Vegas. Um, I've been on apps, but I don't know. It's been it's been hard for me to get motivated. Also, you know, we record a week ahead of when we release. It's Valentine's Day. Yep. And I feel like it's that same kind of holiday vibe where people are like, eh, do I want to go out with someone right before this romantic holiday? So I'm kind of, I'm going to hit the ground more running when it comes to the apps. Like when I'm back in New York, the holidays yeah. are done. I've got another crazy week of shows, uh, which I'm grateful for. Um, but yeah, it's just like, eh, I get it. It feels a little weird. Yeah, it's been I mean, somebody somebody messaged me that uh where they maybe they said it in my live that like listening to this week's Patreon made them feel like down about apps because both of us are like, yeah, like it's been pretty slow. And I definitely hear that, although I I actually think that it it helps me to hear that other people have also been feeling like things are kind of slow cuz I'm like, oh, it's not just me. Mhm. Yeah, it's not. Which I don't. I guess I don't know which one's worse. Like if it was like, man, it's really popping for everybody else. No one likes me though, or like everything sucks. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't think we're giving an everything sucks vibe. I think it's no, just, no, no. I don't. I don't think so. It's been a wave, or it's like weirdly the winter and the cold is when you're more likely to like want someone of yeah. like someone to cuddle with and cozy up with. But at the same time, it's the time of year that it's so hard to get people out of their house. Mm-hmm. So it's like yeah. an interesting double whammy where we're all like, yes, I'd like that. And then the day comes and you're like, ah, it's cold and it gets dark early and uh, I kind of just want to cuddle with my cats, you know? <laughs> I, yes, I do. Yes, I do. <laughs> um, yeah, so I – but I, I will say that I did I did put a concerted effort into Bumble yesterday when I was lying on my couch and I woke up today and I had eight matches. Okay. All right. So, and I'm talking to a couple of them. I'm talking to one guy who, for right now, we're going to call him Excel Kirk. And because we've been talking about Microsoft Excel, which... Oh, God. It's my favorite topic. I know it is. I mean, you are, you're truly the, like, we all put the, I'm fluent in Excel on the resume, but you're truly the, like, I've watched you and I'm like, oh, my God. She really is. <laughs> like, you're the epitome of you don't even need a mouse. Like, you know, every key, every shortcut. I prefer not to use a mouse. Exactly. And I'm like, that's the true, that's the true Excel people right there. <laughs> so I, I love when I can like talk Excel, like talk dirty to me, talk Excel formulas <laughs> to me, like with guys on dating apps. And like when you find that person that also, obviously we're doing it in a kind of tongue in cheek way. Like, yeah, you know, neither of us actually think that Excel formulas are a turn on, but like, I love that when I when I can like have that kind of banter with someone. It's so fun. Yeah, I don't I don't want this to insult you, but it's like, have you ever heard about finding someone that's your same kind of weird or like oh, your yeah, same absolutely. kind of nerd? Right? Like yeah, yeah, yeah. that's what this is for you. You're totally. like, oh, someone that gets a little kick out of this and also has an interest in it. It's like that perfect little I'd watch the two of you talk and I'd go, Well, they're meant to be. <laughs> <laughs> 
I gotta be like, I, maybe that guy wasn't for me, but it seems, seems like he pairs well with Allie. Like, there's a lid to every pot, you know? Right, exactly. It's it's one of those, which is cool. Um, but yeah, I mean, I literally started talking to him like two hours ago. So like, who the fuck knows? But like, that has given a little me a little pep in my step about the, the apps is that I'm like, oh, okay, yeah. Like, I can have a fun conversation with someone and see what mm-hmm. happens there. Um, No update on the roommate. I mean, I guess... No update is an update in the sense that it's just like, I guess he's not as invested in talking to me as I was trying to be in talking to him. And that sucks. But like, so be it. Yeah. It just, yeah, it's a bummer. But it is. It is. And I'm not like, you know, writing him off. Fuck that guy at all. Um, But I'm not trying to be, you know, exponentially more invested in something than the other person is. So, so yeah. I get that way, especially when I have reached out. Exactly. Like, I'm like, okay, I tried. Maybe I'd try one more time. But, like, that's my max. I'm just like, no. Yeah. Like, I tried. I got almost nothing Mm -hmm. in return. (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, all right, then. Um, And, you know, it's interesting. Actually, the going back to the Excel Kirk for a second reminded me you know how we've talked about before that like a good conversation doesn't have to involve questions? Yes, 100%. True banter. This this guy is really exemplifying that. Like I don't I actually had this thought right before we recorded and I went and I read back through the conversation that we've been having just for the last couple of hours. None of us have that neither of us have asked a question since my opener. Mm. And yet we've been having like a really great conversation back and forth where like each of us is kind of playing off what the other person says like you do in person. Yeah. It feels like a natural click, which is I find it's very rare for me to feel that quickly on a dating app. Totally. Which, but it's more fun. It's, I think of it like, yeah, the way you just text your friends, you're not just texting them, ba 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 question to you and you <laughs> and yeah, you like exactly like i'm yeah i'm not texting you like yeah my my week was great how about yours like yeah. oh you what what's your favorite insert item here like that's not you know and i'm not knocking on that kind of dating out conversation because it is a stranger and like the expectation shouldn't be that you're all of a sudden just in this comfort you know casually comfortable conversation with them but i was in, i'm enjoying the fact that that can exist oh 100% it's like, um, what's the phrase? Starting in the second act? Yeah. It's like th- the way you think to just text your friend. It's not, it doesn't have to be a question. You just text them information. You just start in the middle. You're like, oh, I just saw this thing and da 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 and it made me think of you, whatever it is. So, yeah, what absolutely. Yeah. So, have that going on. Um, might be going out with the Viking this week. Right. Okay. So, you got potentially two dates could happen this week. Maybe. We'll mm-hmm. see. Um, I think I'm going to do like a Valentine's Day live for my listener or for my followers like I did last year. Fun. Hang out with the with the team top knot on Tuesday. And uh, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I have going on. Yeah, I'll be I'll be performing at shows. So I'll be performing for all the couples. <laughs> decided to oh, come. man, that is probably a pretty popular Valentine's Day outing, isn't it? It is. It's a big night. So I have two. I have one show on the road, Valentine's Day, and then another one in uh, New Jersey that I actually run uh, that always sells out. It's always just a fun time. Um, But yeah, it's a fun night. People are looking for something to do. People are in a good mood. So it's one of those nights. That's the part that like I like about being a comedian is like New Year's, Valentine's, like certain 
kind of holiday, like datey nights that yeah. I could kind of, you know, feel lonely that I'm not with someone. I have the option to work and they're also usually big moneymaker nights. So it's kind of this like beautiful thing of like, I don't have a boyfriend. Well, I'll go make some money. I got money though. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it keeps me busy and I don't feel like left out. I guess if that makes any sense. So that that's a great way to look at it. Yeah. I don't mind. I'm like, what, one of these years, one of these years I won't perform, you know? I used to hate working on Valentine's Day when I waitressed because I worked in like bigger touristy restaurants that typically you would get big groups and therefore your tip is bigger. But mm-hmm. Valentine's Day is just two tops. That's it. Yep. And so like it actually wasn't a good moneymaker day Damn. at the restaurants that I worked in. Yeah. Or that's like, I'd be more annoyed having to do that of like each couple being so lovey and you're just like, yep. All right. And any dessert? Okay, keep it moving. <laughs> well, I used to actually. So for several, for a couple Valentine's days, I worked at Bubba Gump in in eh, Bubba Gump Shrimp Company in Times Square. I did not know you worked there. Oh my god! Oh really? My friend used to work there. Oh shit! Do you know a guy named Keel or Kristen? Uh, definitely. Oh, Kristen. That's my good friend. Oh yeah. Are you serious? You know Kristen? Yeah. Oh, that's I do. hilarious. I mean, I, I mean, I worked with her years and years yeah. ago. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's my homie. She was one of my first, like, comedian friends. No way. Yeah. Oh, I, wonder if she'd rem- I wonder if she'd remember me. Probably. She's a sweetheart. She's so sweet. Yeah. Oh, that's I don't. Hilarious. I don't recognize... I, that's so funny, too, because I was thinking of several Kristens that I worked with, but then I was like, I feel like Kristen's a comedian. <laughs> yeah, she's goofy, but she's the fucking best. Oh, that's hilarious. That's oh, I can't so wait to text random. her after this. That's yeah, I, I'm very curious to see if she remembers me. <laughs> um i she probably would as the only one who was not in the entertainment industry <laughs> probably yeah i was gonna say like a couple comedians worked there and many like broadway singers mm-hmm. professional dancers like very just entertainment industry mm-hmm. but and i don't think what was the other person's name keel he was a tall no, redhead guy yeah i don't think so um this was like 10 years ago at this point mm-hmm. um more than that that's so that's so funny i can't believe we just made that connection live in this moment (laughs) um anyway so at Bubba Gump people would come to Bubba Gump on Valentine's Day thinking it was going to be an affordable meal Hmm. it's not it's in the middle of Times Square yeah and so people would then be panicked about how much the bill was and tip almost nothing Jesus, that's rough. It happened every Valentine's Day. That's so rough. I actually overheard this one conversation. I went up to a table, did my whole little dog and pony show, you know, whatever spiel. And the guy, then I was like at a computer that was just around the corner. So like they couldn't see me, but I could still hear them. Mm -hmm. Not really on purpose. I was just at a computer. Um, And I heard the guy being like, baby, like get whatever you want. This is your night. Like we're going all out. Right. And then I dropped menus, walked away again. And I heard him go, oh, shit, we're sharing an appetizer, no steak. <laughs> oh, and I'm like, you're like, oh, feel bad no. at that moment, but that's... I felt so bad. And I also was like, I'm not going to make anything off of this table. You might not. Yeah. And I tough. didn't. And he stole my pen. How dare he? To How add insult him? to injury. And I had a really pretty rainbow set of pens and he stole the pink one. Oh, come on. Yeah. That was their dessert. Anyway, that was their dessert. That was her present. Oh. Well, anyway, I hope everybody, the listeners all had a nice Valentine's Day. Yes. Hope you had a wonderful Valentine's <laughs> Day, um, uh, especially Kristen. Um, 
So yeah, I don't think I will have a, a date on Valentine's Day. I think I'm going to do a date with the listeners and we'll see about the rest of the week. Yeah, we're good. We're trucking along. So something that I have started incorporating into my daily routine is our new sponsor, Happy Mammoth, and specifically taking their Hormone Harmony. It is plant-based, it is nature-inspired, and it is herbal. I'm a little conscious. I want to make sure I know what am I putting in my body. I want to be taking the right type of things. They have got it down at Happy Mammoth. Yeah, they're really dedicated to making women's lives easier, and that means only using science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They really make no compromise when it comes to quality. I have really been appreciating it for when I'm feeling like a little off or down around that time of the month. Because I have an IUD, I don't get a period. So it often surprises me when I'm at that time of the month. And this has really helped level me out in those times. Yeah, it makes it a lot easier to manage PMS, their estro control specifically. It also is helpful if you're going through menopause or premenopause as well. So for a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use our code FMH at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code FMH for 15% off today. So um, I guess on that note, I guess this is a kind of good way to restart of we have this etiquette rules for dating that came out. Yeah. So I had seen this article that was in The Cut, um, which is owned by New York Magazine, and it's called, Do You Know How to Behave? Are You Sure? Hmm. How to Text, Tip, Ghost, Host, and Generally Exist in Polite Society Today. I had seen it come out. I love The Cut. I subscribe um, virtually, digitally, whatever. And when I got it, I was like, oh, this would make a really good episode. And then several people also suggested that we like pick out more dating related etiquette, quote unquote, rules that they talk about and debate Mm -hmm. them. And while I was doing research to kind of prep for it, I saw that BuzzFeed did a spin off of this article that's called the terminally online version of New York Magazine's etiquette rules. Mm. So basically like online specific versions. Mm -hmm. And many of those were even more applicable to what we talk about here. So I added some of those to the list too. Yeah. Okay. All right. So we posted some of these in our stories for polls. Yeah. We've got, we've got listener polls too, as we go through these. So let's go with this very first one here. I like, uh, you may callously cancel almost any plans up until 2 PM. Basically it claims at 2 PM, there's still ample time for your friend or whoever to text around, find someone else to join them for the plans. Like it just gives them enough notice that you're not totally bailing and ruining their plans. Yeah. I think for this, we have to assume the plans are at night. Like right. a couple people replied to my story being like, but if your plans are at three, that this doesn't make sense. I think we're I assuming that this is, these are like dinner plans. Yeah, nighttime for plans. For sure. What do you think about this? Uh, I agree with this one. Yeah? I think like... Because my biggest irk is someone that cancels very last minute. Yep. Because you know they've been thinking about it all day. And I get that so many times. They're like, oh, I feel bad if I cancel. Like, like they're trying to wager how mad will you be if they cancel usually, right? Or will mm. it upset? Will it, will it mess up your night? Whatever. But it's like, yeah, you, you cancel by midday. I have the rest of the day to find someone else to join me or make other plans entirely. Yeah, I think this is different for a friend versus a date. So you think date, you shouldn't cancel by 2 p.m.? Yeah, I mean, for for my entire answer to this, I am going to comp- I'm going to assume that this is a, a choice and not a, a forced decision. Like, 
I'm going to assume that this is not because like an emergency came up and you absolutely right. cannot go and you can't control the fact that you're canceling. Because like the way that they're phrasing this like callously cancel, I don't love that phrasing, but like basically it's like you probably just don't want to or you aren't feeling up to it. Exactly. Which is different than like shit went down. Mm-hmm. Totally. But you're saying in a dating scenario, what, should they cancel earlier? Yeah, like, I guess, especially for, like, a first date, I just, I think that there is more planning that goes into I have a date tonight or a tomorrow night mm. than, like, oh, I'm grabbing dinner with a friend, depending on how long you've been seeing the person, I guess. Okay. Where, like, if I have a date, if I if I have a first date tomorrow night, let's say, and he cancels on me at 1 p.m., which would be within the bounds of this thing, I'm really not going to schedule another date. Oh, really? Even if they do the cancel on the offer? Oh, sorry. I mean, like, tomorrow. Like, oh, there's not oh, really oh. an option for me to, like, find another date to go out with me. I get 100. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, it's like you technically could. We, you could hop on the app. Sure. And just message everyone, what are you doing tonight? You could. <laughs> yeah, you I'm could. sure I could. Yeah. But, but yeah, like, not wanting to. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. Right. Like, or probably not. I get it. You know, in terms of a date, if that gets canceled, then yeah, your night is going to just completely change. So whether you decide to go with friends or just do nothing, that part sucks. However, I'm like, a lot of times, like you get that tentative plan and the day of is when everything gets confirmed or often like you just pick the neighborhood. The day of is when you're like, okay, how about this place? Right. Or something. True. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like, well, you know. Usually the etiquette is like hearing from that person during the day to confirm everything by a certain time, like by 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. So that's why I see it as like, well, then I'm like, it's fair then if you also hear from them and they do cancel because it's still in an able amount of time window. Like, yes, it's annoying. But for me, I'm like one cancel. It happens before 2 p.m. I won't hold it against them. I'll be annoyed. But I'm like, eh, at least they did it and not like I'm sitting there. I follow up at five like. Hey, we still good for seven. And then they're like, oh, yeah, sorry. I can't. I was a bit surprised by the listener poll results on this one. Yeah. What did you get for yours? I also posted this. 53% agreed. 47% disagreed. So 53% of people said, yes, you can callously cancel plans up till 2 p.m. I mean, I'm not surprised because I feel I feel yes. Uh, mine was actually exactly the same. 53% agreed. Oh shit. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. I mean, I guess the, it doesn't also specifically say a date. And although we're talking about it in a dating context, that's not what this is meant to be. So I'm sure people had that in mind too. Right. Because I think it's a little bit different. Um, okay. This one I thought was interesting. Don't be loudly naive about dating apps if you're in a relationship. Mm. So meaning like, Asking basic questions about these like newfangled dating apps. So which way do you swipe again? Like the way that New York Mag says, it says your wide-eyed curiosity could just as easily come across as patronizing and a subtle reminder of your own blissful insulation from the dumpster fire that is app dating. That's a quote from them. That's not me talking. I was going to say, I would add to this. Anytime relationship people go, ugh, I can't imagine having to date nowadays. Uh-huh. Or, oh, I'm so happy I found someone before online dating. It just seems crazy. Or like, you know, you're on online dating, you're trying, you're putting so- yourself out there, and then your friend's like, 
you know, I just like preferred to meet people in person. Like it always uh, was just you're like, better. You're like, oh, great. Yeah, I would prefer that too, Nancy. <laughs> you're like, I would also love that. Thanks. Like, yeah, I could be trying on several fronts just because I'm on the stupid app. <laughs> like, right. You know, whatever. So this one I was not surprised was majority, overwhelmingly, 87% of people agreed with this. Yeah, I had 88%. Same thing. Yeah. And I think like there's a way to do this in a way that's not patronizing. Yeah. There's a way to do this in a way that actually just shows interest and support. Yeah. I've had friends like excited to see it. Yeah. They're like, show me your profile. That's a great picture. Blah, blah, blah. And then they're even like, can I swipe a little bit and like just see? Because let me see how it changed since I've been on it. Like even my friends, I have a friend that married a guy she met online. And if I ever get dinner with her, she's always like, what are the apps like? Any updates? Like what's new on them? And like, it's in a positive way. It doesn't like make me feel bad that I'm on it, you know? Yeah. Agreed. And so, yeah, there's definitely good ways and bad ways to do this, but like the way that this presents it is just, that's a no from me. For sure. Uh, Okay. Next one. Okay. This, this is, that was a fun one. This is one for when you are dating somebody. Mm -hmm. Don't use friends as foreplay. So basically if you're a couple and you start an argument while in the midst of company, in the middle of your group of friends, all of a sudden the friends seem like allies where you might try to be like, am I crazy? Like, uh-huh. I'm right, correct? Like, are you on my side? So basically it puts, uh, you know, everybody in one, a little bit of an uncomfortable position. But two, it's like, hey, don't be using your friends to like nope. aid your side or aid your argument. Because obviously it's also like, well, if I'm your friend, I'm going to naturally like be on your side a little bit because that's like a loyalty I feel. But yeah. Yeah. No. It's a weird, the don't use friends is foreplay. I like really wasn't sure where they were going with that when I read the headline. <laughs> and like, I fully agree with what they then say, but like, I guess they mean like foreplay to makeup sex. I don't know. Yeah. I thought it might be like using your friends, like almost as like a flirting jealousy, maybe thing. Oh yeah. Like being like, Oh, it's kind of, it's kind of hot when like someone else thinks you're a significant other's hot. But I'm like, I feel like people don't do that with their friends. They might kind of get that from strangers a little bit. Yeah. I think, so this has happened to me before Mm. where I was out with a group of friends and a couple couples, couple single people, me, there was maybe like, I don't know, seven, eight of us. One of the couples had clearly been arguing that day. Yep. And something reminded them of the argument. They started arguing again. And the guy who is my friend, who was like, I know his girlfriend, but like, he's my friend. He started asking us for our opinions on their fight. Mm. And all of us were like, we are not getting involved in this. But I 100% agreed with her in the situation. Yep. I did not say that. You can't because it's not your friend. Also, like, I just don't want to get involved regardless of who I think is right. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, buddy, you don't want our opinions on this. Yeah. Mm -mm. Like, you don't want to answer. You don't want us to answer your question. Mm -mm. And none of us did because we're not getting involved. And we all ended up walking away. But like, also, like, you don't. You don't want to know what I think. Yeah. Or it's totally different. All the time I have guy friends text me. They're like, hey, was this weird on a date? Or like one that's friend. different because that's not like in the moment. No, it's not in front of everybody. Or even while they're right. dating someone, like getting my opinion of they're like, we got in a little fight. They're like, and it's not even, but it usually never comes from, am I right? Am, are they wrong? They're like, can you elaborate the female perspective on this? Because I'm not understanding uh, why they're upset. 
and I'll be like, oh, I see it immediately. I'm like, <laughs> this is where you messed up. Obviously, like she took that the wrong way, blah, 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 blah. You know, like you yeah. kind of help them maybe craft an apology or, you know, navigating the conversation. But it's like, oh, I'm not there and I'm not witnessing it live. Hell no. Right. And 96% of listeners in my poll agreed. 98%. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, don't fucking do that. No, not at all. I was going to say it's a little different of like, you've had couples doing like, it's not arguing. It's more like kind of roasting each other a little bit where they go, yep. tell me if this would drive you crazy. He always leaves the cabinets open. Something small like that is like, okay, yeah, we could chime in and have some fun. And especially if there's other couples, someone's probably like, oh my God, he does that too. <laughs> la, la, la. But that's so different than like, we're having an argument and who's right. I have though, I have had boyfriends say things that annoy them about me like that around either their friends or my friends. And I'm like, bro, don't do that. Mm, I get it. Like, even if it is small, like there's just no need for every, all of you guys to gang up on me in this moment. Right. I mean, I get it that it's like, you don't want to make your partner look bad in front of other people. There's but just maybe like no it's, need for it. Yeah. But it's maybe it's just like, I come from, you know, the comedy world or even like my own family. We like roast each other like that. And it's like a fun, we laugh at each other's like quirks, you know? Yeah. So like I'm I'm the quirk of like if anybody leaves anything out I usually just like would take it and someone would be like I can't find my iPod and I'd be like oh I have it <laughs> like that would be my quirk and they'd be like what and I'd be like well I didn't know whose it was and you didn't ask for it for three months so <laughs> so I took it <laughs> I figured no one was using it like something like that you know no, another kind of relationship one never yeah. wake up your significant other on purpose ever. And it also adds, don't turn on the lights when they're asleep. That, 100%, don't do that. Except my friend who's a mom messaged and was like, absolutely not. I will wake my husband up on purpose 10 times out of 10 when someone needs to be fed. And I'm like, okay, yes. That, that's a very different childcare, totally different situation. That's specific. Or you're just like, so-and-so woke me up. I've been up. Can you get up and do the next whatever hour? Yeah, like that. that's a whole different thing. Or like... I'm assuming that they were joking about it basically said like if there's like a murderer you figure it out like deal with it yourself like right, obviously right, right. obviously the person who write that wrote that doesn't actually think that yeah some of these are extreme I mean it's so funny one of the comedians is married that I'm working with this week and he yeah. unprompted was talking about how him and his wife often you know they're both in entertainment so they have freelance jobs so he's like so sometimes I'm writing on a tv show and I have to be up early and so mm -hmm. does she so we're both up but a lot of times they'd be on opposite schedules and he was like she wanted me to like kiss her goodbye even if it did like wake her up but oh. he was like don't <laughs> like he was like if i'm asleep just let me sleep like I, i'm the same way it's sweet i get it i love you but I, I don't need the kiss i'd rather sleep uh and i'm very much on the i'm on the sleep camp as well like as sweet as it would be i wouldn't be mad if like okay you kissed me and i'm like all right i woke up but uh yeah, I kind of agree of like, hey, if you don't have to and the lights thing. I mean, we that happened to us in the hotel room. You had to be up early for like a call or something. Yeah. And I was very like, Allie, I sleep like I'm dead. If you got to turn on a light, I don't care, you know. But you were like very kind and respectful of you just like, we're in the dark on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> I like woke up halfway through and I was like, dude, turn on a light. <laughs> like, I'm not a monster. I didn't, didn't want to wake you up. <laughs> right. It's It's very kind and considerate. I appreciate it. But it just was funny that I was like, oh, dude. I'm up. Turned on a light. Oh, my God. I felt so bad. 
But um, um, yeah, I was I was surprised at how this one went in the poll too. How did yours go? Mine, a majority was disagree, fifty eight percent. Oh, same. And I was surprised. Right, and I'm like, is it because of the extreme of like never, ever, ever? Probably. That's probably. why nevers it's, are hard. But it's probably because in the description they talked about the like if someone's coming in to kill you, work it out yourself. Like, obviously that's a joke, but like, we all disagree with that. Yeah. Or, you know, what's interesting, obviously I don't know like what demographic of this is like people that are married or in long-term things, whatever. But like my dad has to get up much earlier than my mom, but it's like the routine is when he gets up, she gets up and like has breakfast with him before he leaves for work. And that's kind of always what they did. And my mom was like, yeah, it also is like that's like our time of the day that's just us two. And yeah, that makes sense. We can have like just our one-on-one time breakfast and then like when he le- left, she would get us ready for school. Like she was already up and, you know, whatnot. Yeah. So, that's the thing too is I'm like, well, people that are in long-term things, I'm like, oh, maybe sometimes they're like, you know, you kind of just naturally get on each other's schedule if you can, and maybe it's for that reason specifically, like, oh, it's nice to have our coffee together and have those moments. Yeah, they like figure out what works for them right or you think of you're dating someone new this happened with me eggs benedict he was very much a morning person when yeah. i first was dating him the first couple of weeks of me staying over i would get up when he got up because also i kind of felt like a guest in the house and that's tricky when it's like their their house right and this is when we were commuting to work so it's like okay he's like gonna leave his apartment that it's like okay i did feel a little funny like just staying there for hours like i might as well just get up and when he leaves i leave you know and also same yeah. thing it was nice we'd like coffee hang out but like as we dated longer and i got more comfortable i i did stop doing that bye <laughs> i'd be like love you bye <laughs> but anyway yeah that's i'm like thinking back to when i was dating the coach and he lived with me for a while it, he was in between leases and I used to leave earlier than him. And even before he lived with me, he would just stay there. Mm-hmm. And it was actually really nice. I think I've mentioned before, he used to leave me little notes on my bed. Yeah, that's really cute. So like after he left, he would like put a note on my bed. And so when I got home, it would be there. It was really nice. So it was like, I'm glad that he didn't get up because then I got to get the note. True. Yeah. But it's just in those first couple of weeks, I was like, please wake oh, me yeah. up. I feel bad. Like you're up and like leaving. And I, and I didn't say bye, I guess, kind of thing. Yeah. Okay, this one I think could be controversial based on the responses that I got on the story. It's acceptable to tell any kind of lie in order to leave a drink state. And then they go on to say, if the conversation is so painful you're considering making up a story about a sick animal, your date will probably feel relieved. Okay, I'll I'll do the poll first on this. Okay. 87% of my people agreed. Interesting. So only 13% disagreed. Oh, wow. Mine is actually really similar and I wasn't expecting it. 84% agreed. Okay. All right. Well, how do you feel about this personally? I think I think that I want to delineate between situations where you feel unsafe and situations where you're just not having a good time. Okay. So let's say you're not having a good time. The conversation's painful. What do you think? Suck it up and finish that drink. And then... Okay, yeah. Because I don't think you need an excuse or a reason to leave a date. Assuming you're not, like, 
sitting down for five minutes. You haven't even finished your drink and now you're leaving. Right. I don't think you need a reason to leave. You have a drink. You can now go. That's my Mm. opinion. Yeah, because this question kind of brings up like, what's the acceptable amount of time yeah, true. That you should give a date regardless of like how it's going. What do you think on that? I think a lot of people feel it's an hour. Mm. But I feel like the sign is, especially when you're getting drinks in this example, you just don't order another drink. Yeah. And that's usually Which, the signal of I would like to wrap this up soonish. Right. I'm trying to think how long I was on the date with I don't even remember his nickname now. That guy that I went out with recently that I wasn't. Falcon. Thank you. The Falcon. Better memory than me. Um, I don't think it was quite an hour, but it was probably like 45 minutes mm-hmm. where we sat, we ordered our drink, we ordered guacamole, we ate the guacamole, we finished the drink, we left. And that felt perfectly fine to me. Yeah. The thing is, I've been on, you know, we've all been on a date that you're like, this is brutal. This conversation's not flowing. But I've never felt the need to make an excuse to leave. Yeah, I think that that's where, that's where my opinion that you don't need a reason yeah. to leave comes in. I mean, say something, obviously, like, you know, I, I need to get going or like, mm-hmm. I, you know, I really need to get home. But yeah. I don't think you need to like have an emergent reason why that's the case. You don't, but it's like. In terms of, is it acceptable to tell a lie to leave? I do say yes. Like, I would like to think, yes, you give it more than five, ten minutes. Unless, like you said, it's a, you feel unsafe situation. Like, something yeah. is really off and you're like, I need to get out of here. In that case, I'm like, go to the bathroom, tell some servers. Oh, yeah. Like, so people can look out. out for you. And that's also why, honestly, in both scenarios, if I'm trying to bounce a date quickly and it's really going bad, I always try to make sure I have like 20 bucks cash on me because for that reason of if I got to get out of there, I'm like, hey, I'm so sorry. I got to go. Here's for my half. Yeah. And that especially makes me feel like I can just fucking leave. I don't have to wait for the check to come. I don't have to spend any more time here. Like, here's 20. I'll pay even more than my half. Like, here you go. 20 bucks to leave. Worth it. Right. Like. (laughs) I've kind of had that in my head. And also, it's weirdly like a security feeling of like, I'm like, I got my 20. If things go bad, I can go. I like that approach. So that's the thing I feel like, obviously, these are not like gendered, but I'd be like, yeah, if you're a woman and you really want to bounce quickly and you ordered something, throw some money on the table. That's what I I say. I think that's the courteous thing to do. Like, if you're going to skirt out early for whatever reason, throw a little cash. You're free as a bird, you know? Makes sense. So we ha- so we did It's Okay to Ghost After One Date. However, the situation that New York Mag then goes on to describe is not how you and I define ghosting. It is a mutual opt-out. Oh, well then, yeah. Because they say, yeah. then yeah, it's fine. The, the beginning of what they said is, you met up for a drink after work, discussed work, school, siblings for 90 minutes, and ended the evening with a non-committal, let's do this again sometime. Now it's been three days and you're wondering what you owe this person that you don't particularly want to see again. And they're saying like, it's okay in that scenario to quote unquote ghost, but you and I have discussed at length. We don't need to rediscuss it now. Like that's not ghosting. No, it's not. Yeah. So unsurprisingly, most people agreed on that one. Yeah. Um, okay. So the last one that we both did a poll on is the grace period for one-on-one social lateness without penalty remains unchanged at 10 minutes sharp. 
What do you think? I mean, I agree with that. And let's see, what did my people say? My people agreed, 84%. Yeah, 86%. So in other words, like you can be 10 minutes late without, like it's totally fine to be up to 10 minutes late, in other words. Right. And I know people that are super early people, my friends, are always the ones that are like annoyed at people being late. Mm -hmm. However, I feel like this is also something that if you live in a type of city that has traffic, public transit, those two things, you're kind of used to like shit happens every once in a while someone is late. But, you know, in every case, I'm like, especially with technology, you're texting updates. You're not leaving the person hanging. I've obviously been late running from a show, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, please order, you know, if it's a group yeah, of people, totally. I'm like, oh my God, don't wait for me. You know, I just got out of my show heading over now. Like, you know, but I think I'm also like, I'm also like, yeah, I'm graceful to this because I am someone that tends to be a little bit late. Like I'm five usually minutes about late. seven minutes. I'm usually <laughs> like five to seven minutes late. Right. So I think that's why I have a little bit more grace maybe than some people, but, but it is like 10 minutes. And also I think people are assuming not something like a movie that oh yeah like not something where like time. you've missed the start time right that's different right yeah like that i get that's like events yeah. and tickets like show up early like completely you know and it's also like people who are arriving early to things and now let's say you arrived 10 minutes early and i'm 10 minutes late and now you've been waiting for 20 minutes you didn't need to arrive early right exactly that's but, what but the those first 10 making. minutes are on you <laughs> Yeah, it's up to you. But that's always why the 10 minutes early people are annoyed. Yeah, I get it. Okay, here's another one. If you like them, text people within three hours of hanging out with them. Is this scenario it gives like you went on a date and you leave the date? It's not necessarily for dating. Oh. So this is what this is the explanation that it goes on to say. If you didn't receive a text from me within three hours after our hanging out, it would signal that I did not have a good time and I am simply not interested. I understand that not all of my cohort follows this rule, but they should. It's rude not to confirm a good time was had. I don't care if we've known each other for 15 years. I would like verification of a successful hang. Hmm. Because I'm like, are they saying this in terms of friendship? Yes. Or only dating? Any hangout. Huh. I mean, the weird thing is I feel like I do this with friends slash dates is the like hey let me know you you made it back safe yeah so i'm kind of like yeah i guess maybe naturally you do talk to the people you had a good time with but yeah, I, I don't know if i'm oh go ahead I, I i wouldn't hold it against someone though if i hung out with them did not hear from them even that night or three hours that's the part that makes me go eh i'm not really for this rule because i don't care yeah, I don't think I would hold it against them. And I don't know that I have this like three hour thing. But I do think generally speaking, when I have a good time hanging out with someone, friend or otherwise, I do tend to confirm a successful hang as the as the phrasing here went. Yeah, just something of like, oh, I had a great time. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's nice. I'm not like so good this. to see you or like whatever it is. Um, I, I, I like this. I don't know. I don't know that I'm like putting a hard and fast rule at three hours, but I like the sentiment. Right. Um, I just feel like from the dating lens, I feel like it's very common, I guess, if there's no like got home safe, blah, blah, blah. But a lot of times I feel like anytime I usually have a second date with someone or another date with someone, mm-hmm. I usually hear from them by the next day. Something yes. of like, that was really fun. Da, 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 would love to go out again. 
you know, let me know when you're free or if they're busy, they might be like, I'm busy this week, but next week I'll hit you up. You're like, great. Yeah. But yeah, this is, this is one I, I personally don't have any hard feelings on. (laughs) Okay. How about this? All right. If you're a dating adult, you should own lube. And then it just says, it doesn't matter who you have sex with. I agree. I think it's a good thing to own. Yeah. I feel like it's also an easy thing to own of like. Very easy. Lasts a long time. You get one bottle, put it in the drawer next to the condoms, next to the vibrator. It's there. The option's there. Yeah, but be fucking careful because there are some lubes that I'm allergic to. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Is it like if they're not water-based or do you know what it is? It's a flavor thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've talked about this on the Patreon before. I think it was in an uncensored episode. Um, but there is a specific, I don't remember off the top of my head, but I have a picture of it. Mm-hmm. There is a specific ingredient in lube that I am allergic to that I discovered in a very unfortunate manner. Yeah, I can how imagine. Else, how the fuck else do you <laughs> discover that you're allergic to lube except through trial and error? Right. I mean, this is also an unfortunate thing for people that are allergic to latex. Same thing. Yeah. I had friends like having sex for the first time and then assumed they had like an STD or something because they were just like, what is going on? Well, what happened to me, it was so weird. This was with an ex-boyfriend of mine and I, we were, we were, we were like asleep and all of a sudden I woke up and my arm felt like it was on fire. Oh. And I turned the lights on, woke him up on purpose. <laughs> okay. That's, that's a reasonable wake up. You're like, there might be a medical emergency. <laughs> and I had it looked like he had or my cats or somebody had scratched me down my arm like I had huge red welts down my arm and it was it felt like it was on fire and then little by little other things started feeling like they were on fire and I started developing we looked like scratched welts all over my body so was it hives is that what it was it wasn't hives but it was basically like his hand had probably had some of it on it and it was like anywhere that he had then touched me looked like i had been scraped okay for a a second i was gonna be like did everything but the (laughs) genital area get inflamed like i was like wow that's a hell of a reaction to the. it was so bad i like it was it was really bad. I like I had to imagine. get into like a cold shower. Yeah. Like it it eventually calmed down, and we then we it took us a very long time, very long. We figured it out that night, but like a while to connect it. Yeah, for sure. Because I mean, also you're just in crisis mode. You're like, oh my god, absolutely, absolutely. Ooh. I was actually Facetiming my mom. My mom's in the medical industry, and she tends <laughs> to know a lot of shit about like what stuff is. So like, I was Facetiming her, being like, "Can you? What the fuck is this?" He hadn't met my mom. He met her on Facetime oh. during this crisis. Yeah. <laughs> Well, that's also uh, that's also a funny yeah. scenario of like you figure it out while you're on the FaceTime in your head, and you're just like, <laughs> <Uh-oh>. "Oh, <laughs> uh, you know what? It was my socks." Okay, see ya. Everything's fine. <laughs> Everything's fine. Bye. <laughs> I can imagine that's what would happen to my mom. I'd be like, "Ah." Like it, at first, because it was only like external. At first, it it, yeah. didn't, it didn't even cross my mind that it was anything right sexual. Yeah, hundred percent. Um. <laughs> Dangerous. Yeah, it was bad. Okay, well, they make plenty of unscented, <laughs> unflavored lube. Uh, I feel like water-based lube is usually a good kind, but like obviously there's like over-the-counter stuff, and 
I won't mention any specific brands, but I have bought lube specifically from like a sex toy store. That was a, like a little bit more money. Definitely worth it though. Yeah, same. Amazing. It's also great to use personally without somebody. So throwing it out there, guys. There you go. So yeah, heart, whole, wholeheartedly agree. Dating adults, buy lube. Buy lube. Have some lube. Grow up. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. You don't need to tell everyone that you broke up. Oh. Oh, I'm feeling this. The It goes on to say, unless you're a reality television star sharing with your fans, your biology partner from middle school doesn't need to know that you're consciously uncoupling but going to remain friends. So this means like social media announcement. Correct. Funny because like back in the day on Facebook, it would kind of do this for you. Yeah, when you if like you... were no longer in a relationship with someone. Yeah. And like if you didn't catch it and remove it. It like yeah. n- it kind of would notify everyone. It notified be like, everyone, right? Like I think people didn't realize at first for a long time, and mm-hmm. then I think what's even more crazy is you could like in both in any case if you post it on social media, it's so weird like that I can like that post, uh-huh. right? That's like a weird scenario. Like if I saw a friend do it, you're like, okay, I want to support my friend, but this also feels like a weird fuck you to that guy that right. was a like, nice I don't, guy. I don't like the fact that you are broken up, but I'm like here for you. Yeah, I'm just more like support girl, but well, then also they that added guy was the, cool. like different kinds of reactions. Like now you can react with like a heart, which feels more like showing yeah. support rather than actually liking the thing. Right, exactly. Uh, but so, but how do you feel about about this about breakup announcements? Uh, I mean, I agree with it that it's kind of like if you have a following and you get people in the comments asking because a lot of times I think it'll come from if you typically post your partner or things yeah. about them or like, like date recaps, let's say it's like, if you're suddenly getting all these comments, like, Hey, what happened to so-and-so? What happened to so-and-so? Where does so-and-so go? I feel like a lot of times it comes from that of people being annoyed. They're like, okay, people are asking granted, maybe it's 20 people, but it's enough to annoy <laughs> me to make me go. I'll write an official thing. This is the only thing I'll say about it publicly. And I'm done. Yeah. Even if you I'm don't like, cool. have a following, I've like I've seen like joking memes about how like people like soft launch and hard launch boyfriends, but then they go completely quiet when they're broken up. Mm-hmm. And like, you're like, we're all invested in your relationship. We want to know what happened. Like, obviously, that's a joke, and I, I don't think I'm entitled to know what happened in anyone's relationship. But like, there is something to like. We do post when you know, even like people that aren't on social media as a living for a living or whatever are posting a lot with partners and people are very confused when they stop. However, this literally happened today. I opened my phone, woke up. Uh, Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly apparently have yeah. broken up. But she made a hard move of, she only, I think on Instagram, used to just follow him. So she's not following him anymore. And all of their pictures they had together, removed. Yeah. Okay, this brings up another one of the ones from the BuzzFeed article. Oh, really? Because I was going to say, it- that is the quiet... That's the way of announcing it without doing like this kind of cheesy post. Yeah. So I saw like, a thing that known. said she like she soft launched her breakup. Yeah. I mean, I would take it as a hard launch because they pointed out she follows three people now. Mm-hmm. And one is Eminem, who he specifically has beef with. Oh. And so then there's like two other famous people. It's Timothy Chamolet. I can't say his name. And I yeah. forget the other one. But basically, all the articles posting and joking about it are like, oh, he definitely must have, like, a beef with that person or not like them, that she's, like, sending a message that's, like, and I'm going to follow all the people you don't like, like, that it's, like, ooh, and, you know, whatever caption she had that was something about lies. Yeah, she's being very petty. Do I think you should be super petty? 
No. But to me, the signal is you go through the feed, the pictures are removed. You're like, oh. Yeah. So this one from the BuzzFeed article as well says you should archive all the couple photos on Instagram if you're recently single. And then they go on to say, you don't owe people the details of your personal life, but if you're planning on seeing other people, it might make things a bit clearer from the get-go. Yeah. I'd say, like, if there's a photo, like, you know, way deep, if you've been with someone for years. No, but it's like, uh, it's like, if I do a quick one scroll, I would prefer to not see any couple pics because it does make you go, oh, are they with somebody? Yeah. And then it makes them save you in a man folder to follow up with. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know who would do that. Uh, yeah, who would, who would do that? I don't know. Who would have That's a crazy. man folder for later? That's crazy. Um, there is a guy, the Duke, who was a, like a very early Finding Mr. Height nicknamer. Yeah. Um, and he very rarely posted on Instagram, had a public profile, though. And you could see several different ex-girlfriends within the first page. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that just looks weird. It does. And like, you can look at the dates and you're like, oh, they post twice a year and it's Anytime they're at a wedding with their girlfriend. Basically, yeah. But at the same time, it's like, all right. Like, at least just post some more pictures and bury it a little bit. Yeah. I did that with both, with my two most recent ex-boyfriends. I archived the photos that were, like, clearly couple photos. Like, Mm -hmm. I left up, there were some group ones. Like, ASV and I used to hang out in groups of friends. Like, those are still up. Just because he's in the picture doesn't mean it has to go away. But, like... The ones that were, and this is on my personal Instagram, obviously not finding Mr. Height, but um, the ones that were like just me and him, just me and the boyfriend, like very clearly in a couple, those went. Okay. This one I liked. This was also from the BuzzFeed one. Okay. If you see someone you matched with on an app in real life, keep it pushing. Yup. <laughs> Correct. Uh, yeah. It says, oh, it says this also goes for like Bumble BFF. So not just the dating apps, but if you're doing the ones to like meet people and friends, mm. it says, you know, the city is big. There are other people around, right? Yeah. There, there's no need. There's no need. Like it's like exactly like they said, keep it pushing. And I think the reverse is true too for when you see someone, you know, IRL on an app. Oh, you think shouldn't match with? Oh, unless you're interested in them. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but not there are the... people who just think it's funny to swipe right on people they know in real life, even if they're not romantically interested. And I don't think that's funny. I think it's misleading. Yes, that has happened to me before. I've And, and funny of, I actually would say 80% of the time it led to a date because it oh. was us kind of mutually going, oh, yeah, actually, I would go out with so-and-so, right? I mean, that's great. Right. But if but you're then... strictly doing it because you think it's funny, that's mean. Oh, yeah. Because I've, I've boldly been like, you know, you're chatting and then you just go, so... I don't know if you meant this as a friend thing or a date thing, but then like I put myself out there and would say, if you'd want to go on a date, I would be down. Right. And then they're like, oh, no, I just meant it as a friend. You're like, all right, Ugh, great. That's not what this app is for. Great. Can't wait to run into you in the in the real life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a I had a volleyball guy match with me and then like the guy that I know. And then we started talking about like, places to play volleyball and he was like oh yeah like you're gonna have to let me know next time you play there whatever and then I was like so did you just match with me to find out about volleyball playing and then he never responded oh damn so I'm like oh I guess I guess the answer was yes I guess so well see you at the next tournament yeah well I had to play a co-ed team with him after that so that was fun oh damn yeah ask before sending a super graphic photo absolutely so this is true across the board 
it says, you know, for anybody, whether you're a man who dates women, men, men and men on Grindr, whatever. Oh, actually, it claims. I think Grindr specifically, there's a precedent there where like, I, I've never been on Grindr, yeah. obviously, but like it says that for things like Grindr that maybe this doesn't apply as much because there's like a precedent of that being an acceptable thing. Yeah, I'm not on Grinder, but any of my gay friends are like, pretty quickly, it's like, send me the dick. But it's saying something more graphic than that should be asked and not just sent out of nowhere. Yeah, I, I think generally when you're texting with someone, we've talked about like trigger words before. That's the wrong, that's the wrong word to use for it. But like cue words, mm-hmm. warning words of mm-hmm. like something graphic this way comes. Yeah. So do you mind if I ask you? Do you, when you're dating someone, like when you're really with someone committed, yeah. do you feel like this still applies? Yes. Okay. Yeah. The reason I'd... is because you don't know where they are or who's looking at their phone. Agreed. Me and Eggs Benedict had a thing. Not that we would send pictures so, so much. But I'm the type, I like sending a photo when it isn't asked for. Yeah. For me, it's like a fun kind of flirty thing. Yeah. And... Especially when I think like, oh, I'll send it. They'll wake up and see it. It's like, okay, they'll be in their bed by themselves. However, yeah. we were like, oh, we should send a message. And we just would put, you know, capital NSFW. So yeah. it's like, you can see that preview on your phone that you're like, okay, I know this is, don't open it. Yeah, you know, I've had words. People. Yeah, I've had certain words, like random words that I would have with ex-boyfriends that means that. Right. Because I get the um, I get the wanting the element of the surprise makes it kind of more fun and flirty, but it's like yeah for everybody's sake, you know make sure like their laptop isn't you know uploaded for a presentation or something. Exactly. <laughs> you know. You um, never know. Okay, the last one that I want to talk about. I feel strongly about this one. Text with a purpose. Never ever 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 just text hi. State your question or thought in the first text in order to keep everyone's nerves at a healthy level. Oh, this is so true because you ever get those messages from people and you go, what do you want? That's what my first feeling. What do you want? What do you want? Where, where's this going? Especially, especially, God, if you're someone that kind of disappeared into the abyss and you want to come back, what, what are we coming back for? State your intentions immediately. Right? So. That's yeah. true outside of dating too. Like I have several friends who will just text. We text frequently. But they will sometimes text me with just, hey, or question. Yeah. I'm like, what, what is your question? State your question. You don't need to tell me you're going to ask a question. Yeah. You could just ask it. Right. I've had that's people. Not a, that's not a spicy pick that you need to warn me about. Yeah, yeah. I was just going to say it's like the pre-warning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I get it, though. I mean. Yeah, the just high or just the hey is like, is often, also, also I'd say this, I feel like anytime I've gotten this in terms of dating, it was usually after somebody fucked up something. <laughs> and it's like, all they could muster was the hey. They're like, Hi. And you know they're sitting there sweating. You see the typing bubbles? They keep disappearing. You're like, say it, <laughs> say it. Address what happened. Go, <laughs> you got this. Go, little rock star. Yeah, but even it's like, look, even in that case, if you just text, you go, hey, you know, things got heated yesterday or I'm sorry about yesterday. Like something. Just the hey is like, yeah. Yeah. I I also feel this way about people that say, what are you up to tomorrow night? Or what are you up to on Wednesday? And they don't tell you why they're asking. 
Oh, and that that could go friends or dating. Yeah. Yes. Oh, absolutely. I actually, it's more, it's more so with friends. Right. Because you're like, well, if I say I'm free, and then whatever you pitch to me, I don't want to do. Now I'm an asshole. Yeah. Now I have to tell you that I don't want to do that thing. And and with most of my friends, I feel pretty comfortable if they propose something I don't want to do, being like, you know, I, that doesn't sound fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, I agree. I, don't, I wouldn't usually say it that way. I'll just be like, I don't think I'm up for that. Not my vibe. Yeah. And I'm comfortable with most of my friends saying that. But like, I just would appreciate knowing up front why you're asking what I'm doing on a certain night. Right. That's like, I might go, I actually might end up going watching uh, the WWE, whatever that's in Brooklyn Monday. Oh, with Jordan. I saw that he posted about that. So it's like, is that my thing? No. But he hit me up being like, oh, I don't have a show. It's my birthday that day. But I appreciated this. He said, if you go, what's the amount of money that like, you wouldn't be like, you know, bothered to spend. Yeah. Which I was like, that's like not your thing. Yeah. Right. Like I was like, this is my budget. And obviously like for his birthday and you know, I'm like, I've never seen it. I'll go have some fun. Who cares? Yeah. Is it at Barclays? I think so. Yeah. That's fun. So, but it's like, whatever. I've never been to it. Also, Hey, it's an event that has a lot of men around. Boom, baby. (laughs) So I'm like, maybe I'll take a couple laps at the WWE. (laughs) There are like a lot of bars and stuff at at Barclays. I know. Right. You could like hang out. I'll be the runner. in the immediate vicinity afterwards. Right? Why not? I love this idea. I was like, why not? Doing new things. 2023. We're hitting it I up. love it. I'm so. I'm having drinks with my neighbor tomorrow, actually. Or not tomorrow. On Monday, that night. That is tomorrow. I'm having drinks with my neighbor tomorrow. Oh, like a new person you just met in the building? Yeah. She's, oh. she's, um, um, she's actually the one who sold me my desk. Oh, fun. So I met her when I first moved in. And she seemed like cool and nice. But like that was kind of it. And she randomly texted me because we had each other's numbers from the desk exchange. She randomly texted me a couple of weeks ago and was like, hey, I've been meaning to see, like, how are you settling in? How are you like in the neighborhood? Like, would love to hang out soon. Yeah. That's great. Also, so so nice to have a neighbor friend. Very. And I didn't have one. I haven't had one in the last couple of buildings. I had one in my building before that. Mm -hmm. And I'm excited. So that's like, in the similar vein of like, yeah, like I'll go do this thing, maybe meet a new friend, maybe like do something I don't normally do. Yeah, why not? Yeah. She could help you find some cool spots in the neighborhood too. Exactly. Yeah, she's lived here a few years, I think, in this building. Yeah, there you go. Loose ties, baby. Loose ties lead to things. There you go. They do. So Yeah, it's like I think very rare. Obviously, I met the roommate through a super close friend of mine, but I think that's pretty rare. Like I think it's more common that like a loose tie would lead to something because typically if you're really close to someone, you've probably met the people that are in their orbit. Yeah. Yeah. Like you've probably met most of like Jordan's close friends. Yeah, exactly. So anyway, well, this was a fun one. This This was fun fun. fun article. So if you guys have any other articles or anything you see pop up, you guys want us to talk about, go to findingmrheight.com slash podcast and you could take, uh, we'll take all your suggestions there. So happy to have them. Hell yeah. Very, uh, very fun. And I am super excited for everyone to hear next week's episode, too. We're recording with Lindsay Metzlar from We Met at Acme. Um, yeah. And we posted questions for her in our story. We got a lot of great ones. So I, I'm excited for the listeners to hear that interview. Yeah. Very excited. It'll be fun. She was a, a suggested guest. So yeah. And we're doing it in person. Yeah. So that's right. even more fun. Well, thank you all for listening. Bye. See you next week. See you next week. Bye.